Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Luke chapter 23. Continuing the conversation on anxiety and stress, we're going to read just a couple verses, and uh, where we're reading from, it's literally the last hours of Jesus' life. Kind of takes us back to what we spoke about on Good Friday, but there's something that Jesus does that I think are going to, is, is going to help all of us when it comes to stress, anxiety, worry, and I think it's one of the main culprits when it comes to our mental health issues. Look, look at Luke chapter 23, if, uh, we're going to read in verse 32. If you're there, can you shout Amen. All right, it says this, two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed when they came to the place called the Skull or Golgatha or known as Calvary. It says they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus is being crucified after literally hours of torture. And this next verse is the one I want you to underline, highlights, the one that we're really going to be talking about today. Verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And then they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Verse 34, I want to talk about forgiveness today for a little bit. Look at Jesus' example. By the way, as, as a church, whenever we do some series, we, we like giving a base verse that just... I want it to get into the hearts and souls of our church, connect groups, all that. Go, go to Philippians really quick. Let's read one more verse. Go to the book of Philippians. This has kind of been like our base verse for the series. Philippians chapter 4. If not, you can just write it down. This is the one I want us to kind of think about and pray on during the week. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. It says, do not be what? Come on, this is 11 a.m. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things Whatever you have seen, learned, or received, or heard from me, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Come on, anybody want the God of peace to walk with us and be with us? Philippians chapter 4 is what we're really basing this whole series on. We're going to talk about Jesus for a few moments. We're going to talk about forgiveness, and then we're going to worship Jesus, and I believe have the best Mother's Day yet. Amen? Come on, can we close our eyes, bow our head? Let's ask God to bless this time together. Father, we thank you so much for your grace, for your goodness, for your love with us and toward us. Thank you for every single mom. Thank you for even men who play the role of a mom and dad, single fathers, single mothers. God, we thank you for each and every person that plays the role of a mother. On a day like today that our nation has decided to honor moms, God, we, we think we should honor them every single day, like your word says. But we pray that today they would feel more love. We pray that you would honor them as we honor them, God. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for all that they do, their sacrifice, their hard work. Bless them. 
Surround them with your presence. God, I pray that love may fill them and joy may fill them. Hope may fill them, God. We thank you for moms, God. We thank you for this day as we're gathering today at our 11 a.m. service. Thank you for every person in this auditorium and additional seating, watching online. God, we thank you for your love and your grace. We pray in your name, Jesus, and all of God's people say. Come on, all of God's people say. Can you, can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. Amazing. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is not an easy thing to do. Am I right? <laughs> Forgiveness is difficult. Forgiveness sometimes is extremely difficult because we have been wronged. Somebody has tried us. Somebody has hurt us. There is real pain. And sometimes the last thing that we want to do is forgive. I don't know about you, but there have been moments in my life where the last thing that I want to do is forgive. The first thing that I want to do is get revenge. <laughs> Anybody with me? Anybody here have been wronged or hurt by somebody? Come on. Right? You ever feel like, ah, wait till I get this person back? <laughs> right? And forgiveness is not easy at all. It's extremely difficult. It's easy to talk about. It's hard to do. Because there's real hurt, real pain. In fact, that real hurt and that real pain, often what it does is that it leads to unforgiveness. Let's talk about unforgiveness for a moment. Unforgiveness can happen to all of us. Where all of a sudden we're like, I'm not forgiving this person. There's no way I'm forgiving this person. I'm I'm not. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. In fact, if I see them, somebody better hold me back. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about, right? Unforgiveness can come into our heart, into our soul, into our mind. I want to tell you, unforgiveness is not beneficial at all. That kind of mindset, that kind of attitude in our heart, it's not beneficial. In fact, it does more damage to you than the person you're upset at. Unforgiveness is damaging to our soul, to our heart, and to our mind. It reminds me of of my nephews. <laughs> I, have, I have nephews and nieces, and, and I love my nephews, right? I absolutely love my nephews and my nieces, but my nephews, they're, they're awesome. They're very, very playful right now at their age. All they want to do is, is play around. In fact, last week, uh, between services, the 1 p.m. and the 6 p.m., I usually go home, and we relax a little bit and just get ready for the 6 p.m., come right back uh, for the night service. Last week, we decided to go to my parents' house, just hang out for a little bit with family before the 6 p.m., and my nephews were there that day, last Sunday, and so we're all there hanging out, and I have one nephew, his name is Lucas, and right now he's really big into wrestling, and so he wants me to wrestle with him all the time, and so I, I got to the house. We're trying to eat some quick lunch before we have to rush back, and he's like, Theo, Theo, can you wrestle with me? Come on, let's wrestle. That's all he wants to do, and, and I'm like, Lucas, I can't wrestle right now. I'm trying to eat, wrestle a little before I go back, and he's like, come on, Theo, like, I just want to wrestle. If you know Lucas, that's how he acts, and uh, my sister reached over his mom, and she's like, hey, hey, Theo Alex can't wrestle right now because he has to go back to church and preach. And he said, oh, my God, of course he does. And he got up and he walked out. I'm like, who are you? Like a little grown adult. Like, it's just weird. But they love to play. And so often we, we play all types of games. I love playing with my nephews. And I remember this one time he, he, he went to go hide. And he loves playing hide and seek. You know, little kids love playing hide and seek. But I think they're, they're terrible hide and seek players. All right? Like they, they act like you can't see them, but you know exactly where they are. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So this one time I walked into the house and, 
and they were getting ready to scare me. And they were set up to scare me. They were, they were hiding because the Alex was coming into the house. And so I walked in and of course I can see them hiding. You see their shoes, their heads and big heads and all their hair. And I'm like, okay, they're setting up to scare me. But, but if you're a good uncle like me, you don't let them scare you. You scare them. I'm just saying. And so I decided, like, I'm, I'm not going to let them scare me. And I remember one of my nephews, I went around the other side, and I have scared him so bad. I'm talking about, like, I think he's going to be scared for the rest of his life because of this one moment, right? He was extremely, extremely scared. Like, ah! He was setting up something for me, which came back to get him. Can I tell you, unforgiveness is just like that. Unforgiveness is you setting up this moment of revenge, thinking you're going to get somebody back only to find out it actually comes back to hurt you. I heard that unforgiveness is like a boomerang that you have and you throw it with the intention to hit somebody. And all it does is that it spins right back around to hit you. (laughs) That's what unforgiveness is. Unforgiveness does more damage to us than the person we're holding a grudge against. You've heard it said, and I've heard it said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Unforgiveness is, it's killing us. It's hurting us, right? And, and all of us, we, we are going to have moments in our life where we are going to get offended and we're going to have a chance to hold on to unforgiveness. Somebody's going to hurt us. Somebody's going to do something against us that causes real pain. And if we're not careful, we're giving an opportunity to hold on to unforgiveness, right? Pain is real. Hurt is real. Betrayal is real. And all of us in life, you will end up getting hurt or betrayed. There's a bigger issue, though. The bigger issue is that not only is pain and hurt bad enough, It's worse when it comes from family members and friends and people we least expect. Today, I want to talk about stress, anxiety, worry, depression, when it comes from the people we least expect. From friends, family, relationships in our life. There's a big problem, and the big problem is that oftentimes the people closest to us will hurt us the most. Right? What what do we do? With people who hurt us, that we're like, I, I love this person. This is, this is a family member. Or this is a friend. I, I never thought this person would do this to me. We've been talking about anxiety and depression and worry. And we've been talking about how to have a healthier mind, a healthier soul, a healthier life. Stress is going to happen in life. But how do we handle it? How can we get better and not, not let it win the war over us? And, and as we started doing research on this, we found out that one of the main reasons for anxiety, depression, and stress comes from our relationships. It comes from family and friends. In fact, the correlation between the two is bigger than what I thought. Right? There's a big impact between family, friends, anxiety, and depression. There's a big connection between stress, anxiety, mental health, And our family relationships started doing research and the studies, they just keep growing in number that show how it affects. Can I tell you, your family matters. Your family life matters. Your home life matters. What's going on in your home? What's going on in your marriage? What's going on in the relationship between you and your kids? It has an effect on your mental health. In fact, it can either help you or it can make it worse. Right. Family relationships matter what kind of environment you're around. In fact, not only can it affect your mental health. In fact, many times it can affect your physical life. 
In fact, we did some research. I'll show you this. We could put it up on the screens. This is what different studies said on unforgiveness. It says this. 62% of American adults say that they need more forgiveness in their personal lives. 62%. People who hang on to grudges, they're more likely to experience severe depression and post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as other health conditions. Unforgiveness is, it's a real thing. And it's affecting so many of us. Unforgiveness intensifies mental health problems such as depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorders. Look at this. According to Harvard Medical School, not forgiving someone can impact both physical and mental health. I'm holding a grudge. I don't like this person. They did me wrong. I can't, can't believe my mom did this, my dad did this. I can't believe my brother, my sister. One study found that tension with one's parents particularly his or her mom and siblings, remains associated with symptoms of depression as an adult. As your life continues, what happened in your childhood has a major effect on how you are today. Forgiveness can improve mental and physical health. Look at this. Forgiveness can lead to lower blood pressure and a healthier heart. How many people have high blood pressure, can't sleep at night, always upset because you're thinking about how somebody wronged them, a family member did them wrong, a, a friend did them wrong, and the whole time you're just like, <laughs> Studies have found that the act of forgiveness, this is, this is impressive, the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health. It lowers the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels, sleep, reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. Come on, somebody. Forgiveness is awesome. Forgiveness is healthy. In fact, I'll put it this way. Forgiveness is not easy, but forgiveness is healthy. If we can learn to forgive, you will have a better mind state. Your soul will be better. Your heart will be better. If we say, I'm not going to hold on to resentment. I'm not going to hold on to grudges. I am going to release this and let it go. You can have a healthier life. But we have to learn how to forgive. And so many of us, I truly believe, are holding on to unforgiveness. We're upset at somebody. We're upset at someone, someone in our family, somebody that did us wrong. I know that in a room this size, there are people here that I know you went through real pain. I'm not minimizing the pain. In a room this size with people tuning in and listening, I know there's people here that you were abandoned and you're still feeling the effects of abandonment, right? There's people here that you've walked through abuse. And so you're like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to something because I was wronged and that pain is real. Somebody else is like, well, I was rejected. I was cheated on. And so I know there's real, real pain. What I'm telling you is that I believe God has a hope and a future for you. He doesn't want you to live in a prison. He doesn't want you to live in the past. I'm telling you, we have a God that's for us. We have a God that's with us. There's healing for you. There's healing for me. There's freedom for our lives. There's freedom for our souls. There's freedom for our mind. I want to tell you today that if we're able to forgive, we can have a life full of health and a life full of freedom. Can I get an amen? That's not how God created us to live. The wrong was real, the hurt, the pain, it was real, but you don't have to stay in a prison forever. There is healing for our souls. I believe that today we take, we take another step in healing our minds and our souls. And it's learning what forgiveness is. Jesus, Jesus gives us a beautiful example on forgiveness, right? In the, in the gospel of Luke, we see Jesus in his last moments, right? If we can remember that good Friday, which wasn't good for Jesus. What happened to Jesus? What, what did Jesus walk through? 
the pain that he encountered and the humiliation. Like we know that it was hours where Jesus was beaten, right? Where they grabbed this cat of nine tails. It was a stick with leather straps. And at the end of the leather straps, it had hooks and glass and different things that they would embed in his back and all of a sudden rip the skin till his back was literally torn open, right? Imagine the humiliation that Jesus went through, the abuse that Jesus was subject to. The Bible says that they put a blindfold on Jesus and they began to smack him, punch him, rip his beard apart, and they'll say, hey, prophet, guess who hit you? And they'll hit him with clubs. They'll spit on him. You want to talk about betrayal? One of your friends, maybe even considered a brother, that's how close they were, betrays you for 30 pieces of silver, literally like change. Betrays you, come and kisses you in front of your enemies, and, and they take you for hours of abuse, unfair abuse, not even right. They had to do it away in the dark and the secret because he wasn't supposed to be beaten that way. Humiliation, betrayal. Rejection, the Bible says that he was despised and rejected, right? No, like even his own friends rejected him at the end, right? Peter and the disciples ran off, denied, I don't know him, right? A crown of thorns across his head that would cause incredible pressure to his brain and blood dripping. Come on, we, we've seen the movies and seen pictures. Can I tell you, I believe Hollywood still hasn't done a movie to really portray how Jesus looked, Because the Bible says that he was unrecognizable. The prophet Isaiah says that you couldn't recognize the face of Jesus. Right? So imagine the betrayal, the humiliation, the abuse that Jesus was subject to. Some of us in here, we're we're experiencing that same pain. And I believe that this is why Jesus walked this out. So that when you and I feel this, he says, I know I've been there too. I, I can relate. I know what that pain is like. That's why... The Hebrew writer says this in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 17 through 18. It says, that's why he had to enter into every detail. Jesus went through everything you and I have gone through. Every detail of human life, Jesus went through. And then it says, when he went before God as the high priest to get rid of people's sins, he would have already experienced it all himself. Jesus felt what you and I have felt. Jesus was subject to everything that you and I were subject to. All the pain, all the testing, and he would be able to help where help was needed. Now, come on, somebody. That last part right there is what gives me, come on, comfort to my soul. Jesus was subject to humiliation, to betrayal, to pain, to rejection. In fact, most people say that he was probably crucified naked. Talk about humiliation. He went through all that so when I was betrayed, so when I would be rejected, so that when I would be humiliated, he's like, I know what that's like, Alex. I'm walking with you. I understand the pain. I've been through that pain. I'm not going to leave you alone. Come on. He walked this thing with us. Jesus goes through all of this, and yet in the final hours of his life, he's able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Like, how would you and me react if we were Jesus? After hours of abuse, hours of being tortured and beaten, I know Father, forgive them would not be the words coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Father, forgive them. There's a lot of F words there. None of those I would use. Can we be real in church? Come on. Like, like this is real pain. And, and Jesus gives us an example. And he says, Father, forgive them with pain, with hurt, 
with blood dripping down his face, his back, all over. Father, forgive them. And he gives us an example of what forgiveness is. Can I tell you, we need to be more like Jesus. Not that it's easy, but I believe he comes to help. Now, I think a lot of us, what we do is that we have a misconception on what forgiveness is. Well, I would forgive somebody if and we have all these reasons on why we wouldn't forgive people. And so we hold on to these grudges. We hold on to resentment, to bitterness. The Bible says, in fact, it can turn into a root of bitterness in your heart. And all of a sudden you are stuck with anxiety, stress, depression. Your life is down because you're holding on to something that I think you can let go of. I think, I think today we could take steps that way. I'll, I'll give you just four things that I think forgiveness is not. And then three quick things that I think could help us today. Write this down. I think forgiveness, number one, forgiveness doesn't mean minimizing the offense. A lot of people would say, I would forgive. But what they did was extremely serious. Oh, oh, I, 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 I would forgive, but I can't forgive that. If I forgive it all, oh, that means that what they did wasn't a big deal. Can I tell you, forgiveness is not minimizing the offense. Can I tell, I'll tell you today, it was a big deal what they did to you. It was. We're not here minimizing the pain. Some of us have walked through similar pain, maybe even worse things. And I'll tell you, what people did to us was real. It was real pain, real hurt, right? Just because you choose to forgive doesn't mean you're minimizing what they did, right? I know. I acknowledge what they did. It was wrong. Forgiveness doesn't mean you're weak. Can I tell you that? I can't forgive. Because if I forgive, then... You're not weak because you forgive. In fact, I believe forgiveness takes courage. It takes strength. You need to be brave. So it's not minimizing the offense. Number two, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you need to reconcile with that person. Doesn't mean you guys need to get together, have a beautiful friendship, and hold hands and go down the yellow brick road, right? Like, that's not what forgiveness is. Right? Forgiveness doesn't mean you need to make things better with that person. I hope you do. And I believe God's heart is that one day maybe that will happen. But I'll put it this way. Reconciliation takes two people. Forgiveness takes one person. I choose to forgive. I'm going to forgive that person. Whether in their heart or in their life, they don't want to. They don't acknowledge it. That's on them. On my side, I'm going to forgive. Forgiveness is not, I'm not going to forgive because I forgive. I got to get right with this person and love on them and do life. No, I'm telling you, it's not reconciliation. It's, it's for you. All right? Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Number three, forgiveness is not about doing what's fair. <laughs> I don't want to forgive because that's not fair. What they deserve is blah, 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 blah. Can I tell you, you, you may be right in that thought. But forgiving somebody doesn't mean we're doing what's fair. Can I tell you, you and I don't want what's fair. We don't want what's fair. Like if, if life would be fair all over, I know I'm a sinner. All of us are sinners. We've done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. And if life was fair, we would have to pay for our own sins. And God knows I can't pay for my sins. I can't tell you, Jesus paying for my sins was not fair. We don't want what's fair. Well, it's only fair that they do that that this happens to them and life goes horrible for them. You don't want what's fair in your life. Jesus dying for all of my sins was not fair. Wasn't fair that he was subject to all of that for my sins, for my choices. But he did that for me. That's called grace. Anybody thankful for grace this morning? Come on. 
Forgiveness is not about doing what's fair. Look what C.S. Lewis says. C.S. Lewis says to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in me. Author C.S. Lewis, I love the way he puts it. Number four, fourth and finally, a lot of people say, I won't forgive. Can't, it's impossible. Number four, forgiveness is not impossible to do. Forgiveness is not impossible. I will never be able to forgive this person. What they did to me, what they exposed me to, what they, the pain that they caused. I'll never be able to forgive this person. Can I tell you, the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can't do it in our own power. We can't do it in our own mind. We can't do it in our own heart. There's some real pain and some real hurt. But can I tell you, through the power of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, yes, you can. And yes, I can. We can forgive. It's not impossible to do. It's not impossible. Today, you can have forgiveness in your heart. You can begin to give forgiveness and you can work toward a healthier mind and a healthier soul. I'm telling you today, I just really feel in my heart, there's freedom for people in here today. There's freedom. Somebody today, you're you're going to get healthier in your heart today because of this. When we see Jesus and we say, I want to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus. Some of you have been walking around with grudges for 10, 15, 20 years. Still remember what somebody did to me in 1978. I get it. I get it. We're not minimizing it. But I want to tell you, there's a wide open future for you. That's not the life that God has for you to walk in offense, to walk in bitterness, to walk upset. Come on, we got the God of hope, of freedom, of love. He comes to forgive. He comes to open up our heart, heal our mind, heal our soul. There's freedom for us today in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, you can be set free. Today, I really believe that God wants to begin to free us from some of this anxiety and depression That's killing us. But it begins by forgiveness. Not that it's easy. It's not. But we have an example in Jesus. And he comes to help you and I. I just want to finish with three quick things that I think can help us. Okay, so how do I forgive? What do I do? I've had people, I've had parents that have wronged me. A mom that did me wrong. A dad that abused me. I've had brothers and sisters and People that have cheated on me, betrayed me. I know all of us have walked through similar issues in life. What, what is forgiveness, right? Number one, I'll say this. You need to make the decision to forgive. It's a decision. Somebody say decision. You need to make a decision. I'll tell you this. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision. It's not a feeling. If you wait for a feeling to happen... You'll never be able to forgive because the pain is real. The hurt is real. The betrayal was real. The abuse was real. And if you wait for feelings, you'll never be able to forgive that person, right? It's not a feeling. It's not like one day we're just going to wake up and magically feel like I just, whoa, now I feel it. (laughs) It won't. I don't care how long you've known Jesus for. I don't care how long you've walked with Jesus It's not magic. It's not pixie dust. You're not just going to say a prayer and all of a sudden, I just feel love. I'm brother love now, right? Like, it's not going to happen because the pain is real. The abuse, the betrayal, the humiliation was real. It's a decision of the mind. Don't wait on feelings. Feelings are great. Emotions are great. And all of us get emotional at different points in life. But I'll put it this way. Emotions are a great passenger, but they're a terrible, terrible driver for our life. 
You don't want feelings and emotions to drive your life. You're going to be up one day. You're going to be down one day. I'll put it this way. Forgiveness is an everyday decision. Every single day, I'm going to choose to forgive the person that offended me. Every single day, I'm going to, I'm going to forgive my mom, my dad. I'm going to forgive my brother, my sister, whoever it is in your life that offended you. It's an everyday decision. We have the choice in front of us. Are we going to forgive or not? It's on you and me. Like, what's the choice we're going to make? And I just think some of us, we need to make a decision today. This is the day I'm no longer going to live like this. I'm no longer going to think about this person. I'm no longer going to let them occupy my mind, my heart, occupy my past, my present, and my future. I'm making a choice today to say I'm going to live a life full of health, a life full of freedom. I'm going to live a life that is wide open. I'm going to trust God with what he has. It's a choice. It's a choice. I'll tell you this. We are the result of our choices. What choices are we making in our life today? If some of us are bitter and angry and upset, can I tell you that person may be enjoying their life and you're here upset because you choose to stay in offense. But today you can say, it's done. It's finished. I'm no longer moving on like this. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to put my head up. I'm going to open up my eyes. I choose to forgive. God says, I put life and curses before you. Choose this day. What do you want? Right? Joshua said, I choose this day to serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You are the result of your choice. I'm going to choose not to be a prisoner. I'm going to choose not to be a victim. I'm going to choose to be a conqueror. I'm going to choose to be a victor. I'm going to choose to be a child of God. From today on, it is finished. I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer in prison. I choose life. I choose blessing. I choose to serve God with an open heart. It's an everyday decision. I'm telling you, I really feel in my heart, somebody's getting help today. We need to make choices in our life. Today, make the decision. I'm letting it go. I'm going to forgive. Holding on for 10, 20, 30 years. Today, make the decision. You may have to wake up tomorrow and make the decision again. You may have to wake up on Friday and make the decision again. But I'm going to make the decision not to be that person that stays with bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart. Jesus chose to forgive. Look what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. It says, since Christ suffered while he was in his body, strengthen yourselves with the same way of thinking that Christ had. It's a mindset, all right? Jesus, Jesus chose to forgive even under immense betrayal, humiliation, pain. Number two, we need to pray every day. Not only do you need to make the decision we need to pray. Can I get an amen? amen? Like some of us have been walking for Jesus, with Jesus for 20, 30 years, but, but we need this reminder. Pray every day. Some of us only pray on Sundays. <laughs> and it's okay. I've been there. But we need, we need to make prayer daily a habit in our life. If you've been with us for, for a little bit, if you've been in Calvary, we say often that we got to give God our first 15 minutes of our day. We give God our first and our best in everything. And, Come on, God knows this world is crazy. The streets are crazy. It's easy to be outside driving and going to offices and being reminded of all the crazy stress and anxiety in this world. You jump on the Palmetto Turnpike confusion they did right now, like that'll stress you out in a moment. <laughs> but when you wake up and you say, God, I'm giving you this day. 10, 15 minutes, you play a worship song and 
read even if it's one verse. Come on, we need to pray every day. God, I don't feel like forgiving, and, and this person did, but I made a decision, God, and now I need your power. Can you help me? Like, it's just being that real. Call on God and he'll answer you. Call on God. He will answer you. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call on him and he will answer. Some of you are thinking, if I call on God, he won't answer. He's mad at me, upset at me, the way I've been living my life. He'll answer you. I'm telling you, he'll answer you. God is faithful that if you call on him, he will answer. I don't know where you've been. Don't know what your life looks like right now. All I know is that if you call on the name of Jesus, it's the name that has power. It's the name that's always going to respond. Jesus, he will always answer. Can I tell you, we just don't need to pray for our own selves. We need to pray for the person that offended us. Some of you are like, okay, I like that first part. That second part, no. (laughs) Or some of you are like, I do pray. I pray a truck hits them and I pray a brick falls on their head. And I pray for them every day. (laughs) Look what Jesus said. This is Jesus' words. We got to finish. Time is flying. Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 28. This is Jesus, not my word, Jesus. Jesus says, but to you who are listening. Anybody listening in here today? (laughs) Love your enemies. (laughs) I'm not listening no more. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Wow. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. Here's Jesus. Here's what Jesus is saying. It'll be easy to say, yeah, Jesus, because they haven't wronged you. But, but they wronged him. And he knew what was coming. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not here telling you this as somebody who hasn't walked through this. Like, I've been... I've been betrayed, right? I've been falsely accused, right? Like we've been there. I think all of us at one point or another have gone through some of these things. You know, the kind of stuff that they've spoken about us, what people have said and pointed fingers and wanted to say and all kinds of things. You ever hear something about you and you're like, what in the world? Like, how did he even make that up, <laughs> right? And it's easy to want revenge and Jesus, can you love on them? That's hard. It's not easy. And on our own strength, we'll never be able to do it. Hey, do good to those who hate you. Well, that's it's difficult. It's difficult on human side because our world is completely the opposite of Luke chapter 6. Jesus says, love on those who hate you and just pray for them. We need to pray for ourselves and we need to pray for them. Lord, I pray that you help them. Who knows what was happening in their world and why they acted the way they did on me? Who knows what kind of mess they were running in? And who knows, maybe they they were under attack as well. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I can see that maybe their life was coming. God, I pray you help them. It's not easy to get there, but we all can get there. Make the decision, pray every day. And number three, third and finally, we need to release the poison. Can I tell you, some of us today, we, we need to put it down. Not only say, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to choose to forgive. I'm going to pray. You, you need to set that thing aside. Release it from your hand. Release it. Let it go. You've been holding on to that grudge. You've been holding on to that offense. Let it go. The Bible says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Literally, give it to God. God, I'm not going to carry this around every day. Some of us are carrying around some weight that we, don't, we shouldn't be carrying. God, I give it to you today. I give it to you. Because I'm a son of God or a daughter of God, I have the right to live 
a life full of peace. Like Philippians said, I be anxious for nothing. Let the peace of God reign in your mind and your soul. You know how? I'm going to release this thing. And sometimes we think releasing is releasing the other person. Can I tell you, oftentimes when we release, we're releasing ourselves. One author put it this way. By forgiveness, I set the prisoner free only to find out that the prisoner was me. Today, I need to release that poison. I'm not going to drink the poison of unforgiveness. I'm going to release it. I'm going to be set free. I love what Paul Bosey put put it this way. He said, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. I want, I want to tell you today that there's a wide open future for you and I. Come on, can we stand up to our feet all across this place? I apologize. I went a little bit over time, but I really feel like this helped us. And uh, come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed. I really believe that today God wants to begin to heal some of us. Some of us have been walking around angry, bitter, upset, not being able to enjoy the life that God came to give us. He said, I came to give you life and life to the fullest. Are you bitter, angry, upset? There's healing in the house today. Oh, come on, somebody. There's healing in the house today. There's freedom in the house today. You're in the right place at the right time. There is healing here today. Somebody wronged you, betrayed you, humiliated you, betrayed you, cheated on you, left you, abandoned you, rejected you. Jesus says, I know I've been there, but I come to heal. So that you can live a wide open future. Big life. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If you're in here today, you say, Alex, I need, I need help. I need healing. Today, if you want to start with that first step, today I want to make the decision to forgive. Some of you, as soon as we started this subject, this theme, this, this talk today, you said, ah, I got somebody in my mind. Some of you were probably bothered the entire time for 25, 30 minutes because you're like, I, I, I got a picture of what this person did to me. I, I'm still upset. The pain is too real. I know. And, and you sat here for 25, 30 minutes. You're saying, I know I, there's some people I need to text, call. I need to make it right or, or I need to release right now. I need, I need to pray. If that's you, can you raise your hand? I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would hear you. Come on, every eye closed. Every head bowed in a moment of privacy, in a moment of concentration. If today you're saying, Alex, I need healing for my soul, healing for my mind. Today I want to make a decision to forgive the person that offended me, abused me, betrayed me. If that's you, can you raise your hand? One, two, three, all across this place. Hands being raised everywhere, everywhere. Amazing. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come right now in this auditorium. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you start healing right now. People that have been in prison or locked up in the past. People that haven't been able to walk future into the future that you have for them, into the destiny plans and purposes that you have for them. Come on, the rest of the church, can you help me pray? Right now, we pray for healing in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that you set people free. Set them free in their heart. Set them free in their mind. I pray that today they begin to take the steps forward for forgiveness. I pray that they no longer walk in offense. They no longer walk in unforgiveness. Come on, we pray for healing in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that you heal that pain, heal that hurt. God, in Jesus' mighty name, people that have been abused, people that have been betrayed, people that have been cheated on and lied to, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray for healing right now. Holy Spirit, that you come, making our hearts soft. 
Holy Spirit, I pray that you turn that anger into peace. I pray that you turn that anger into love. In Jesus' mighty name, every chain be broken. Every lie be broken. Every single trap of the enemy that wants to hold us in that past, broken in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us are being healed right now. I'm telling you, your your day is going to be better because you chose to forgive. This week, your eyes are going to be open a little bit bigger and your heart a little bit bigger because you chose to let something go. Jesus, we want to be like you. Father, forgive them for they did not know what they were doing. Help us to be like you, Jesus. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, we're going to finish up right now. But before we go, maybe there's people in here today that say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I'm far from God. Maybe you're in here like, Alex, I hear you talking about Jesus and God. But to be honest, I I don't know this God you're talking about. I feel distant. I feel far from God. Maybe you're in here, you're saying, Alex, God must be mad at me, upset at me. I've done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. The Bible says all of us are sinners. In fact, I want to tell you today, there's not one perfect person in this place today. All of us have failed. All of us have offended God in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. And maybe you're saying, Alex, I would love a relationship with God, but sin, sin has kept me far away. I I know I'm not proud of some of the things I've done. The Bible says sin is in all of our lives and it separates us from God, but that's why Jesus came to unite us back to, to God. Jesus came and he took my sins, your sins. He carried it on, on his shoulders, went up on a cross, died a death he shouldn't have to die and went through pain he shouldn't have to. And he took that for me and for you. The Bible says he died for our sins, went down to a grave for three days. After three days, he resurrected. Jesus, he's alive today. And I believe that Jesus is offering forgiveness. He's offering a relationship and he's offering eternal life. With every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today, you say, Alex, I need forgiveness for my sins. If you're in here, you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God today. Today, I want a relationship with God. Today, I start brand new. You want a brand new beginning. You want a brand new start. I want this relationship with God. With every eye closed, come on, every eye closed, every head bowed, nobody looking around. If that's you, I'm going to count to three one more time. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you, call you out. Every eye closed, a moment of privacy. I just want to know who I'm praying for. More importantly, I believe God has seen you take this step. I need Jesus. I need a relationship with God. If that's you, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand all over this place. Raise your hand as high as you can. Amazing. 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 See you. I see you. I see you. I see you. See you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Amazing. Father, I thank you for all these hands across the auditorium. Thank you for every single person making a decision to follow you. With eyes closed, head bowed. If you raise your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me with all you've got. In fact, the whole church, we're going to repeat this out loud. As a family together, say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. Today I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I am forgiven. I am saved and I'm healed in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, Calvary. Can we put our hands?